This is no April Fool's joke. Our March membership campaign was so successful that we're extending it through the entire month of April. Enjoy 50% off the regular monthly or annual membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING, one word, to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING to receive 50% off. Thank you. It's April 11th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cottonmore. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Political reports that senior U.S. officials are racing to placate frustrated and confused allies from Europe to the Middle East to Kiev following the leak of highly classified information about the war in Ukraine and other global issues. After the news of the leak broke last week, senior intelligence, State Department, and Pentagon officials reached out to their counterparts to quell worries about the publishing of the intel, according to four officials, an American, two European, and one Five Eyes member, familiar with those conversations. Meanwhile, officials in London, Brussels, Berlin, Dubai, and Kiev questioned Washington about how the information ended up online, who was responsible for the leak, and what the U.S. was doing to ensure the information was removed from social media. They also questioned whether the Biden administration was taking steps to limit the distribution of future intelligence. As of Monday morning, U.S. officials had told allies the administration was investigating and that they were still trying to understand the full scope of the leak, the European officials said. According to reporting by the AP, U.S. spies caught Russian intelligence officers boasting they had convinced the oil-rich United Arab Emirates to work together against the United States and the United Kingdom's intelligence agencies, according to a purported American document posted online as part of a major U.S. intelligence breach. U.S. officials declined to comment on the document, which bore known top-secret markings and was viewed by the Associated Press. The Emirati government on Monday dismissed any accusation that the UAE had deepened ties with Russian intelligence as categorically false. But the U.S. has had growing concerns that the UAE was allowing Russia and Russians to thwart sanctions imposed over the invasion of Ukraine. Russia and the UAE share similar outlooks in some key conflicts in the Middle East and North Africa, and the influx of Russians into the UAE since Russia launched its war in Ukraine also has strengthened ties between the two, said Christian Ulrichsen, a Middle East expert at Rice University's Baker Institute. But the reference to teaming up against U.S. and British intelligence agencies is surprising, said Ulrichsen. Reporting by the Washington Post indicates that President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi of Egypt, one of America's closest allies in the Middle East and a major recipient of U.S. aid, recently ordered subordinates to produce up to 40,000 rockets 
to be covertly shipped to Russia, according to a leaked U.S. intelligence document. A portion of the top-secret document, dated February 17th, summarizes purported conversations between Sisi and senior Egyptian military officials and also references plans to supply Russia with artillery rounds and gunpowder. In this document, Sisi instructs the officials to keep the production and shipment of the rockets secret to avoid problems with the West. The Washington Post obtained the document from a trove of images of classified files posted in February and March on Discord, a chat app popular with gamers. The document had not been previously reported. A U.S. government official said, We are not aware of any execution of that plan referring to the rocket export initiative. We have not seen that happen, the official said. Elsewhere, according to the Straits Times, eight Chinese Navy ships remain in the waters around Taiwan, the island's defense ministry said on Tuesday, after the end of three days of war games. China began the war games on Saturday after President Tsai Ing-wen returned to Taipei following a meeting in Los Angeles with U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Kevin McCarthy. China, which warned the United States not to allow Ms. Tsai to visit or meet Mr. McCarthy, regards Taiwan as a renegade province to be reunified by force if necessary. Taiwan's government strongly disputes China's claims. Although China said on Monday night the drills had ended, Taiwan's defense ministry said eight Chinese ships remained in waters around the island but did not give details. Taiwan's government has repeatedly denounced the drills. According to Al Jazeera, Myanmar's military has launched air attacks on a central town known to be a bastion of opposition to the coup carried out two years ago. Witnesses and local media said dozens of people were killed and wounded in the attack on Tuesday, one of the worst since the military seized control of the country. The air raids occurred as residents gathered for the inauguration of an administrative office, Al Jazeera's Tony Chang reported from Thailand's capital Bangkok. No immediate response from Myanmar's military rulers was available. Myanmar's military has been accused of indiscriminate killings of civilians as it engages in major offensives to suppress armed resistance to its takeover. Kenya's The Nation reports that UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres arrived in Mogadishu on Tuesday at the start of a brief visit to Somalia, a country scarred by protracted armed conflict and climate disasters. Guterres was given a red carpet welcome at the capital city's airport by Somalia's Foreign Minister Abshir Omar Harous, who posted pictures of the event on Twitter. Somalia has imposed a security lockdown on Mogadishu for the visit, with most roads closed and public transport restricted. Guterres's trip comes as the country is in the grip of a calamitous drought that has driven many to the brink of famine, while the government is also engaged in a major offensive to put down a bloody Islamist insurgency. Guterres first visited Somalia in March 2017. Political Europe is reporting that a group of China-skeptic lawmakers from around the world criticized French President Emmanuel Macron's ill-judged remarks on Taiwan made in a recent interview with Politico. Macron's comments not only disregard the vital place of Taiwan in the global economy, 
but undermines decades-long commitment of the international community to maintaining peace across the Taiwan Strait, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China said Monday in a statement. It should be emphasized that the president's words are severely out of step with the feeling across Europe's legislature and beyond, read the statement, which was signed by lawmakers including 15 MPs from national legislatures in the EU, including one from Macron's own party in France, as well as three MEPs and 13 UK parliamentarians. The statement notes that Macron's remarks are particularly ill-timed amid ongoing military exercises by the Chinese military in the Taiwan Strait. It comes after the French president suggested in an interview with Politico last week that Europe should not get dragged into a U.S.-China confrontation about Taiwan. In lighter news from the UPI, a Florida woman's pet chihuahua was officially named the world's shortest dog living by Guinness World Records at a height of only 3.59 inches. Pearl, a dog belonging to Orlando resident Vanessa Semler, was officially measured and confirmed to be the shortest dog living. Pearl's mother's sister, Miracle Millie, previously held the record at a height of 3.8 inches. Millie died in 2020 before Pearl was born. We're blessed to have her, Semler told Guinness World Records, and to have this unique opportunity to break our own record and share with the world this amazing news. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.